Welcome to Lords of Lombok's Fantasy Cup Price Top 10 for the week ending 1 January 19th or January 9th, 2024. I am sick as a dog, but JB and Laura are going to bring the energy. Okay. Yes. So, We're ready. Uh, yeah. Let's do it. JB has enough energy for like 10 people at this point. Uh, <laughs> All right. While you guys are waiting, uh, congregating, let's play something, uh, some R&B, hip-hop. You know what I'm saying? Let's, let's do, do it. Let's do it. I got to testify. Come up in the spot looking extra fly. For the day I die, I'm going to touch the sky. Got to testify. Come up in the spot looking extra fly. For the day you die. Energize. Speaking of getting jiggy up. with it, Laura, see what's good to people. That was how could you not just like bob along to that the whole time, right? From the get, right? We're all backstage. Uh, hi guys, welcome in. I'm so excited to have JB here. I feel like I haven't seen you in ages, and like Tito was saying, his energy is infectious. So I'm I'm excited to have the show with you. Do it. Speaking yeah. of infected, JB, see what's good to people. <laughs> what's good, everybody? Welcome nice to the top place. ten list. This is not the Ofer list. Mm -mm. There are going to be books that you probably have on this list and there are books that you should have that are on this list they should just be in your collection because they're just evergreens at least one yeah there's anyway. some uh repeat offenders on here for sure there's some repeat uh, offenders yeah. for sure so yeah. sit back relax and enjoy the show as we're going to keep it to a nice tight 30 minutes I, let's go tebow i try to mute myself as much as possible so you don't hear my mucus and all the sniveling superfluous noises i was making all day today this show is brought to our, brought to our friends or coverprice.com for your price guide actually it's kind of sexy when i talk when i'm sick there you go price guides collections and trends head on over to coverprice.com also our sexy friends at Bird City Comics. Just discount code of LOTLB to get 15% off anything in the Bird City Comics. Laura, what do you have dropping this week? 
Dude, I like you sick. You need to be sick more often. That's that's no, working. I want to be sick all often. Done. Oh, great. Oh, yeah, we yeah, do have a drop this you, week. Yeah. It's going to be a World Tree book. So if you aren't following us on IG, make sure you do that. And we actually might have two drops this week. So just stay tuned. Uh, and when are, one of the days? Friday. Friday. Okay. Yep. We always do Friday launches. Payday. Stay tuned, boys and girls. All right. As always, this is the Cup Price Top 10, where we look at the uh, hottest selling books, both in per- uh, percentage and in u- units sold and all that stuff. I always get confused when I always say that stuff. But <laughs> as always, there's a runner up to the top 10. What do we have for this week's runner up? Almost made the list. We had at number 11, Marvel Meow number one. <laughs> The Diwali Lion King homage. This came out in 2024. Marvel Meow has evolved from an Instagram comic to a Marvel Infinity comic and now a full-on print comic. It follows Chewie, a kitty owned by Captain Marvel who has a penchant for involving themselves with fellow Marvel heroes. Naturally, there are tons of cat fans within the comic community, some dying to get their hands on this book. It homages the most famous Lion King scene ever, so of course, yeah, people are going nuts. Once that incidentally features a giant cat, so meta, so meta of you, Marvel. We tracked 16 copies sold at a seven-day trend of 107%, with a high sale of $23 for a raw copy, and a current raw near-mint fair market value of 13 bucks. So uh, Marvel Meow, number one, the <laughs> Lion King homage. <clears throat> so you're telling me this is Captain Marvel's cat, right? Correct. Okay. Yeah. Captain Marvel's cat. The Flurgan. Chewy. Chewy. Yeah, the Flurgan. I guess it would would it be the Flurgan? I don't know. Yeah, because that's the only. I haven't read the comic, them. but I t- I oh. I do know this. Cat lovers and dog lovers are so passionate, and if there's crossover, <laughs> watch this book sell and be on the list again. I'm telling yep. you, dog yeah, lovers and cat lovers are extremely passionate. Yeah, if you think about crypto, uh, uh, Superman's dog. You know, and uh, other creatures. Uh, pizza. Uh, um, what's his name? Lucky the pizza dog from uh, Lucky Hawkeye. the pizza dog. Crypto. Yeah. Uh, Doctor Strange's dog, who's like a ghost. That's a uh, spirit. That one's one of the cooler, kind of obscure ones that nobody knows about. But Marvel Meow number one coming in. Uh, God, you really up. sound terrible, Tivo. I can fix you. I can get you like this really nice home remedy tea. I'll I'll tell you after. You know what? I can use home a hot toddy tea. right about now. A hot toddy. That's what I <laughs> Yes. Need. That would help too. <laughs> All right. What do we have for number 10? All right. So officially kicking off this week's top 10 list. And at number 10, we've got, man, this looks familiar. Godzilla issue number one. Originally published in 1977. Now Godzilla is returning to the big screen. If you haven't heard, Toho has announced a re-release of the highly successful Godzilla Minus One. Ready for this? Minus Color. The re-release will be entirely black and white and currently is only set to release in Japan. However, that does not completely exclude a potential international release. That information hasn't yet been confirmed, so, you know, take it with a grain of salt. Now, the film won Best International Film at the 2023 Georgia Film Critics Association Awards. In addition to all this news, hype has been building for Godzilla versus Kong, the new empire. Now, Godzilla is back on the map, and his first series in the U.S. market has been taking off. We tracked 31 copies sold at a seven-day trend of 84%, with a high sale of 
$1,541 for a CGC 9.8 and a current raw, very fine fair market value of 58 bucks. Damn it. Still like, hanging in there. I don't know. I have, my, I have my 9.8, but I don't know if I sold or not. Because uh, every time I saw this book, I wanted to grab it. Uh, Godzilla, number one, coming in number 10. Um, I don't know if I necessarily like things black and white. Like, I saw the trailer for the color, you know, the regular version of Godzilla minus one. It looked pretty dope in color. But, you know, I, I can see, you know, how people, you know, Justice League member, they had a black and white copy cut of that, which made no sense at all since... Godzilla makes more sense since it takes place in like the like the forties or fifties, right? But you know, Justice League in black and white, it was just like uh, you know any of the things Tiba watched. Wow, early <laughs> on, sponsored by nobody. Monarch, Monarch, Legacy of Monsters on Apple Plus, definitely worth a watch if you haven't seen it. It kind of jumps all over the place with uh, you know a future and past. So basically, what's the f- Fun fact is Kurt Russell and his son are in it and they play the same character. Kurt Russell's son mm-hmm. pl- plays him when he was younger and then uh, Kurt Russell plays him at, in, in present day. That's um, cool. So, so cool. there you go. So peep it out if you can, man. I'm telling you, it, a, a, Apple TV has the best sci-fi shows on television. All right. now, um, by the way, I'm going to mention this a few times tonight. I consider this one of those evergreen books. I've always considered Godzilla number one to be like a Bronze Age key that you must have in your collection. I actually do own a low grade copy Um, because every time you come across one of these in a in a back issue bin, how do you not pick it up? Come on. Explain to our listeners what the Evergreen collection is. It's it. We're going to see a few of those. These are books that these are books that hold their value, in my opinion, regardless of what's going on in the market. We're getting a spike on Godzilla one, but this is a book that should have been in your collection anyway, because it's a great book to own. It's a key appearance in the bronze age. And it's not that expensive to buy raw. Yeah. And it's, and it's the number one issue. I mean, it tells you right there now in comics first, first fantastic issue. You know, I love it back in the the bronze age when they were like collector's item issue. Number one, they told you right on the cover. Yeah. (laughs) Um, and, uh, speaking of, uh, current things going on right now, which we're going up against, uh, echo just started, uh, like Ooh. 15 minutes ago. Uh, but yep. hopefully you guys will watch this then you guys can binge all five episodes of uh, echo at once. Go ahead. What's what we have for number nine? Yeah. So there we go. Number nine, daredevil number nine from 1999. Today is the day. Like TiVo said, echo has been released in its entirety. We got several amazing teases to the series leading up to its release. Additionally, a leaked fight scene was released on YouTube. Now, whether you enjoyed it or hated it, YouTubers went crazy reviewing the choreography on the leaked clip, and Echo was trending once more. It's only a short amount of time before we see whether the hype held up, and this show finally brings a new angle to the MCU. We tracked 28 copies sold, reflecting a seven-day trend of 101%, with a CGC copy achieving an impressive sale of $250, with the current fair market value for a raw near-mint copy at $75. So I, I don't think it's it, we're spoiling anything by describing it, because during uh, last night's uh, uh, national uh, the NCAA uh, 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 National Championship football game, after the first quarter, they showed uh, a full trailer, and it showed that fight sequence that yeah. was, you know, in its entirety. And Tivo, in your opinion, 
was it was it up to snuff was it dope oh yeah it's not cutty it's not like you know a lot of it, it it's in the style of john wick and Very all raw, realistic. raw realistic there's no like fast cuts and edits and shaky cam and all the stuff that i hate about you know people doing action movies i think once john wick came out it, you know people were like you know what let's do this realistic shang chi did it they you know i think the what really kind of made it probably ended it were the jason bourne movies like that era oh my god i watched these films and i'm like what the hell what's going on all i know is the, the camera's, camera's shaking so much you're like heads bob what is what? well let's say before <laughs> that yeah and before john wick i i should i say you know um typically asian films have always done that and the raid redemption did it, did it the best um right their hallway scene and the raid redemption and the hallway scene and old boy are are what everybody does now if you know what i mean by the hallway scene um the raid is is just brutal and the old boy is good but the ending is well fuck you up i'll just tell you right now all right number nine on the list is uh daredevil number nine apropos all right we'd have a number eight on that note <laughs> All right, at number eight, this book will not go away, and neither will she. Dazzler number one, originally published in 1981 from Marvel Comics, Taylor Swift has a devoted following, right? Right? Now, that following has crossed over into the comic collecting fandom. The rumor that Taylor Swift may be appearing as Dazzler in a Deadpool 3 cameo, has repeatedly landed this book in our top list. This rumor has been circulating for months. However, there has still been no confirmation. Now, no new rumors or leaks have been released either. Nevertheless, the fandom has spoken, and this book still remains in the spotlight we tracked 22 copies sold at a seven day trend of 135 percent with a high sale of 235 dollars for a cgc 9.8 copy and you ready for this one the new current raw near mint fair market value is up to 27 dollars that's it <laughs> That seems even if Taylor Swift isn't playing the character, I mean, you know, Dazzler is coming. It's regardless of you know if it's her. She's or already some, been Dazzler. Well, she was. What kind are you of, talking about? She was in the background in the the, the Dark Phoenix film. She was making right? the party cool, man. Come on. Yeah, but she wasn't named. <laughs> it. Come on, that doesn't count. Uh, Dazzler number one. Fun fact: She was at the uh, what was that the the Golden Globes Awards last night. And uh, did you watch that, TiVo? Did you see what that guy said to her? Yeah, Joe Coy. Yeah, he was. Oh man, people were not him. taking his jokes. He was like, oh, "Come on, now, come on, guys." What about uh, Emma Stone at the end? She was hilarious on the yeah. post on the post interview. Emma. Stone Fun fact is, yeah. there was like at least five or six Marvel actors there. Robert Downey Jr. won. Mark Ruffalo was there. Uh, Florence Pugh was there. Obviously, she she wasn't you know uh, in any uh, Avengers movie, but she was in Marvel. Uh, there's a few other folks who they kept on showing people who got nominated. I was like, wow, man, that's like a whole roster of like people who've been in uh, Marvel flicks. But anyway, that's number one coming in at number eight. What do you have number seven? All right, number seven, we have X Men number two twenty one from nineteen eighty seven. Disney Plus will release X Men ninety seven in twenty twenty four. 
While you may think it's simply a revival of the animated series, it is actually also the mutant's first official project within the MCU. Originally, the rumor was that Disney Plus would release the series in January. However, Marvel announced a prequel comic set to debut in March, which led many to believe the series would debut after the comic. This delay hasn't stopped the hype as fans gear up for the return of the X-Men. We tracked 26 copies sold at a seven-day trend of 120%, with a high sale of $305 for a CGC 9.8, and a raw, very fine fair market value of about 40 bucks. Uh, yeah, X-Men number 221 coming in at number seven. Um, I mean, what was I thinking? My medicine is uh, making my think. What was I just saying? Your NyQuil kicking in? <laughs> no, I took DayQuil, and it's just like making my head foggy. Um, what was the topic that you were saying earlier? Uh, uh, but it's not just a revival of the animated series? No, no, yeah, yeah. Or- it's, so basically, it's, a, it's not a revival. It basically takes place right after the end of the X-Men 97 series. So it takes right off of that. I mean, uh, hopefully the animation style is ramped up, you know, because it, well, back when we first saw it, we thought it was amazing. When I look back now, I'm like, wow, wow, that is uh, really that, bad. Not the best animation <laughs> in the world, but it dealt with some serious uh, matte tones, you know. And if you don't think that X-Men, new X-Men 97 comic that's coming out is not going to be on this list, then you haven't been paying attention, man. Read the tea leaves. I'm just saying. All right. Whatever. Number six. All right, at number six, we've got Predator versus Wolverine, issue number four, the Joshua Kassara, I think. One in 25, originally published in 2023. Now, this was a series that received little attention until its actual debut in comic shops. Now, on issue number four, it continues to turn heads. Joshua Kassara illustrated an epic piece showcasing the potential power of the predator the cover depicts predator standing before a wall of mounted wolverine heads from different eras this intriguing cover makes readers question just how this match between these two lethal hunters will end we tracked 17 copies sold at a seven-day trend of 198% with a high sale of 53 bucks for a raw copy and the new current raw near mint fair market value is $48. Wow. Number six on the list is Predator versus Wolverine. Number four, the Kassara, one in 25, very raw dog, $53. Um, I said that Wolverine would win. And I'm gonna break it down why because I thought about this. I think about if he things. didn't regenerate, would you still say that? No, um, obviously, I mean that's the whole no, thing. No, I mean you can't kill him. He, rege- he can regenerate if you don't took that aspect adam- out. And he had adamantium bones. Mm. You know, and he's shorter. He's faster. The I mean, the predator basically just has his one. You know, his claw thing. I mean, hell, aliens almost. He's like a master uh, strategist. He's smart. Well, yeah, but Wolverine has Berserker mode, so you know, so that Berserker mode. (laughs) (laughs) All right, all right. Hey, this book's back on here. Yeah, here we go again. Number five, beneath the trees where nobody sees. Number one, the Patrick Horvath cover A from IDW, which came out in 2023. This book has stood on its own two paws in an aftermarket primarily driven by keys and media rumors. 
The primary reason for high sales comes from word of mouth and positive reviews. This book delivers stellar art and a very unique story. Of course, all this attention has spurred rumors of a potential media project in development. However, it is important to note that this book was already trailing tons of hype prior to any rumors. We tracked 43 copies sold at a seven-day trend of 87%. Oh man, this hurts because I wanted to buy this book and I didn't. With a high sale of $71 for a raw copy and a current near mint fair market value of $64. Come on. Uh, at this point, we know it's being developed, right? I mean, it's where there's smoke, there's fire. Read the tea leaves. See, these are the kind of questions that are great. Here from Toy Time Studios. Or Okay, so Predator couldn't see Arnold when he had mud on him? Mm, no. He also says, "Does he That's see ba- adamantium? He does he see adamantium skeleton through mud?" Mm, eh, see, what was the heat you... signature? He had cooled his heat signature. That's why he couldn't see. Well, it. if he's such a master strategist, I mean, he would have, you know, figured that out. Switch modes <laughs> to something else. I don't know. Well, he Come saw on. the he, trap though. He's from outer he space. He saw the trap. He was about to walk. It's into Arnold. It. You want ugly motherfucker? Remember he says that. All right, number five is uh, Beneath the Trees Where Nobody Sees the uh, Patrick Horvath cover A number uh, $71. Wow. Again, this book is stapled in everybody's connection. Or mm-hmm. Evergreen. Evergreen. Now, is that a term? I've never heard that term. Is that I don't know. I just, I, I, it's just... something that I've been using, and I, it, right, I think it's a go. term in, the, in our Hashtag evergreen. In our group because uh, yeah. this is a book that should be in your collection. And you know what, man? I just sold this book in a 9.8 on whatnot for 526 bucks last week. No. Ouch. All right. You guys ready? At number four, we've got Marvel's Superhero Secret Wars issue number eight, originally published in 1984. Now, Venom is one of Spider-Man's most iconic villains. He recently took to the spotlight through Sony's spider-man 2 game additionally mcu fans are still awaiting any news that will build upon the symbiote teased in no way home until then this book continues to stay on everyone's radar swinging back and forth onto our list we tracked 40 copies sold at a seven day trend of 97 percent with a high sale of 750 dollars for a cgc 9.8 and a new raw very fine fair market value of wait for it wait for it 166 bucks whoa uh to be to be honest with you i'm surprised this isn't um a four-figure book in a 9.8 you know what i'm saying like a thousand i mean you know i, I think created, it will be. yeah i wonder how many you know copies there were but i mean it was i remember when it came out i was collecting you know back in 84 and it was a it was a huge deal it was a big deal for him to have a you know a new uh costume he hadn't had a new costume like it forever and this cover is awesome man look at the battle going on in the background come on yeah yeah there's yeah. a lot going on all right, number four on the list is Marvel Superhero Secret Wars number eight. Oh my god, just like a my cold that won't go away. <laughs> number three, spawn number one from 1992. More news for spawn. Last week, Todd McFarlane announced that the spawn movie will be moving forward one way or another. This project has been under development for years, and Todd McFarlane has waited long enough. Comicbook.com quoted him saying. 
2024 is going to be my make or break anyways, right? Either I'm going to give Hollywood the best chance to do it. And if not, I've got plenty of outside investors waiting, end quote. This announcement has generated more interest in Spawn number one as fans clamored to collect as many copies as possible before any, any official movie announcement. We recorded 42 copies sold with a seven-day trend of 109%, and a CGC 9.8 copy achieved a high sale of $180 with a current raw near-mint fair market value at $34. All right, Spawn number one coming in number three. Do we think Spawn is going to be in development in the next year? Well, that's what he's Why saying. not? Yeah. Why not? Sure. He said this two years, three years ago. First, he wanted he says to it write every year. It. Eventually, we're going to yeah. be right, right? Come on. So <laughs> yeah. He wants to write it. He wants to direct it. Now it sounds like Hollywood. Right? Just know, like Hollywood. Blue Marvel's coming. Eventually, yeah. eventually he's going to come, right? Come on. Yeah. Eventually. Just like I meant when Hollywood tells you that, you know, hey, we want to do this, that, and the other, and you're like, you know, I have outside sources I can go to. That should be. I don't know. To me, that's a red flag. That just means some, like, they, you know, Todd is like, given his ultimatum. I want to write it. I want to direct it. And it could be. It does be sound like Oscar. an ultimatum. I agree with you. Yeah. I mean, it could be. And they're a piece like, of crap. Yeah. Go kick rocks, bro. I mean, <laughs> we're not going to drop 100 or $250 million on your uh, vision. Well, remember, originally he said, I want to make it with a budget of $10 million, which is damn near impossible. That's. Uh, and I think he raised that amount. Then he said, I'm going to direct it. And I think he gave up the directing part of it. So I think he's, let's be honest, Todd's a great artist, but he is a bit full of himself. Um, so, you know, you know, and I, and I can see why I'm at Spawn's baby. He wants to make it done right. But when he said Spawn won't be it in per, be in the movie per se, but be lurking in the background, that kind of, and I think it was a test of Bloomhouse, who does all the horror movies first. So if if Bloomhouse doesn't work with them, then who the hell will? You know what I'm saying? I mean, uh, you know, maybe some China production. They have a huge studio there. You know, who knows? Turkish Spawn? I don't know, man. But uh, I, don't know. I don't know. I just have a bunch of red flags. It's just my, my spider sense is tingling about this book. So mm. not in a good way. All right. Whatever. Mm. Number two. All right, at number oh, two in my final read of the night, and I don't know what the hell this is. Honestly, I haven't been part of this top ten show, and this this is exactly what I was talking about, man. Just imagine before I read this, she fills stadiums with seventy thousand to a hundred thousand people. At any time, she could drop a comic book and probably sell what two to three thousand every show. Oh, more and than that. Her selling potential is just ridiculous. Yeah. This is an example. As we've got at number two on the list, Female Force, Taylor Swift, issue number one, a Dazzler issue number 20, homage. This is limited to 100 copies from Tidal Wave Productions. Never heard of them. Uh, this Taylor Swift comic debuted to commemorate her heiress tour, attempting to capture the superstar's career in a brief 26-page comic book. This book released several variants, some selling as high as $200. This particular copy pays homage to Dazzler issue number 20, a great cover of both Dazzler and Taylor Swift. The Deadpool 3 rumors continue to fuel the fire for Taylor Swift's appearance in the film. We tracked, oh my goodness, 
101 copies sold. I thought you said there was only 100 of these fucking things. How can you sell 101 of them? At a seven-day trend of 110% with a high sale of $64 for a raw copy in a current raw near-mint fair market value of 24 bucks. So somebody bought it and then and then sold it immediately. It's the only way that makes sense, right? Uh, but everybody would have had to bought it and sold it immediately then. 101 yeah, copies true. sold it. They're tracking on the aftermarket. Like, like they got it and they immediately sold them. Like nobody yeah, held on incredible. to it at all. Yeah. But I mean, and yeah, one of them had now, I got a question twice. for you. Does she have to sign off on this at all? I mean, it's got her freaking name across the top of it. I believe and so. Do you think she would sign off on an image of her portraying Dazzler if she wasn't doing it? Or Come Marvel on, would not allow them. Like Marvel would just send a cease. This and isn't cease. Marvel. This is Tidal Wave. Exactly. So, uh, yeah. Good job with Tidal Wave. I mean, they've been on this top 10 list for, I don't know, like months now. What's well, the thing about Discovery? Why does it say, well, I guess that's a date. I thought that was the issue number. Number 13 on the very top left hand corner. Well, December 13th, I guess, is when it came out. But, yeah. Uh, it's number one, even though we can't find it on the screen. All right. Speaking of number one, what do we have for this week's number one book? Okay, here we go. Number one, we have Kid Venom Origins number one by Luciano Vaccino. This is the surprise one per store variant. There is nothing like a surprise variant to make waves in the aftermarket. Kid Venom Origins number one was released this past week, but the retailer incentive cover wasn't the most sought after cover. That title went to a one-per-store variant that no one was expecting. It's a great cover to a one-shot story about the origin of Marvel's newest edition. The rarity of this issue will also make it that much more desirable. We tracked 118 copies sold at a seven-day trend of 123%, with a high sale of $44 for a raw copy and a current raw near-mint fair market value of $39. This is interesting. I mean, Kid Venom Origins number one. Obviously, it has a uh, manga or anime influence on it, at least from Definitely. my perspective. You know, uh, from Luciano Vichito. Surprise, Ooh. one per store variant. Um, you know, anytime there's a kid, something, you know, Spider Kid Spider Boy or Kid Venom or Kid Carnage or whatever, you name it, there's going to be a hot book or it's first parents. You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah. But there you go. King Venom Origins, number one, coming in at the number one spot. All right, boys and girls. Man, uh, 30 I minutes. Made it, made it through the list. And uh, hey, thank you for all any of you guys hanging around. I know there's a bunch of YouTube shows that are just on all the time. And uh, mm -hmm. we're up against Echo and uh, everything else. I appreciate the 80 of you. So, uh, and I know the Rewind Gang is strong. So uh, make cool. sure... Leave a comment. Uh, make sure you subscribe and like. Uh, if you don't subscribe, give me the 8,000 subs. I'm going to throw all my shit away by the end of ja January. I have negative just three Tell me where you're throwing it, Tivo. Just tell reason. me where I, you're throwing it at. I just like, <laughs> no, I just looked I just looked it up, and I was like, you know, subscribers, and it says plus, uh, you know, plus seven, plus 10 for the month, plus 15, and then I was like, and it said negative three. I'm negative so seventeen, so it's all right, man. It's just the it's just the YouTube thing cleaning out. So since the, Tuesday's yeah. show, we actually lost three subscribers. Like, how's that figure? I'm giving Make away that your goal. Let's just keep losing subscriptions every yeah, time. Yeah, we're giving away cool shit. Yeah, let's let's go digress. Doc. Just get to seven thousand subs, and I'll give away something. <laughs> oh, all right, 
Lauren, last words. Uh, yeah, the highlight of tonight's show for me was when he went 101. There's only 100 of these fuckers. <laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs> so, yay. <laughs> Thank he's you a, for being he's here, the math club guy, so he can do the math. Oh, nice. <laughs> hey, yeah. thanks for joining us tonight, everybody. I hope you had a good time. If you did enjoy tonight's show, please take a moment, hit the thumbs up. It's free. It helps the algorithm. Maybe we'll get a few more subscribers. If you're not subscribed to the channel, please consider subscribing to the channel. And as always, don't forget. We had fun. We had a good time. Oh, yeah. we had a good time. Damn it, I messed it up. I thought we had fun. <laughs> yeah, Matt Damon's being a real dick, man. I, I was sick, and he still wouldn't come on the show, man. So, uh, But he said he'd be here on Thursday's show. So uh, Thursday. For, for Miss Laura, JB, uh, Marty, and Matt Damon. Oh. <laughs> see, Tuesday, uh, see you Thursday for the Shaker Show. Peace out, everybody. Keep digging in the long boxes.